myself and welcome to The Book by Book, a podcast about the odd book or two we've been reading. I'm your host Scott, but I'm not alone. Toby's here with me. This episode we're talking about Banana Yoshimoto's Moshi Moshi. It's actually going to be pretty spoiler-free this episode, so if that's okay with you, continue on and I'll see you on the other side. Good name, good name. He's a Japanese author and this is her... I don't know, she's written about 13, 14 books before, but she's pretty big on the short story circuit. Like a lot of her books are, are sort of three, three stories, mm-hmm. three, three short stories. Uh, this one is a full one, about, in this edition, 200 pages. Okay, how many have you read of hers? I've lost count, four or five maybe. Okay. Uh, she doesn't have just one, publisher with, with when it comes to her UK work right uh, and as far as I can tell there's a lot of stuff that's hard to find in English language or unpublished so okay. I always, it's someone I always try and keep an eye out and just grab when I can it seems mm-hmm. like she has a few big ones like her, her debut kitchen I think will always be in publication but some of her stuff just seems rarer than others so this book is about a character called Yoshi Yoshi um, she is, I'm guessing, early, mid-twenties. Um, within this, she's just moved into a, a Tokyo suburb. So she's in right. the city, and it's her first time away from home. And about a year ago, her dad died. And okay. uh, the family, it's her, her mum and her dad, and the dad died. He was a musician, and they're still kind of reeling over his death. So she, she gets a job as a little sous chef, in a little mm-hmm. restaurant and there's a lot of um it's a very descriptive book when it comes to locations smells textures foods you know like it, it does a good job of describing like the narrow narrow alleyways so one day her mum just comes and says that she's going to live with her even though mm-hmm. she's in a small apartment because she says the house is just too haunted by their dad who passed away uh, something she does well which she's done in quite a few of her books is she sort of hints hints at the um metaphorical but with a twist of literal like they talk about the haunting of the dad and you sort of understand it in that the house is just too too much of his stuff is there you know it's yeah, too much memory. Memory. but there's always that twist of very matter-of-factly talking about a mm-hmm. literal ghost do you think some of that gets lost in translation maybe lost or maybe made it's hard to say some of the reviews for a few of the books I've enjoyed, pe- people have not enjoyed it and they do blame the translation. But it's not really something I pick up on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so she's, she's sort of haunted. She has common nightmares about her dad trying to call her because on the day he died, he, she was home and the last time she saw him, he was looking for his phone, which he couldn't find. And she just sort of wonders if, if he had his phone, would he have tried to call them or would it have changed things? And yeah. so the way we know how he died. Hmm? We know how he died. Yeah, so he died. He was having an he was a musician, he was a keyboardist, and he was having an affair. And the woman he was having an affair with drove them out to uh, a woods, like quite a famous forest, which we'll talk about in a bit, and basically shot herself, shot him and her. Oh wow. <laughs> So what is unclear is that if it was a murder or a suicide pact, and that's kind of where the family are, are left in like this disarray and not knowing. Right, okay. 
what it was, but also discovering that he was having an affair mm. and he died. And so it's, it's quite a quiet story in terms of plot. Yeah. It's not that it's thin, it's just, you know, the quiet life. There's lots of, I think there's a lot of description of foods. Lots of the bad things. Yeah, she, d- she does get to start to get to know the manager of a venue that the father would play at a lot. Right, okay. It, it initially seemed like a sort of older, younger relationship, not filling the void of her father. But yeah. This guy could talk about her father in a way no one else could because it was like a like a friend and colleague. Yeah. They do start romancing and they do hook up. I'm not a hundred percent sure how I feel about that, <laughs> knowing that she's still reeling, but yeah. it's done pretty tenderly and it, it, it doesn't feel like exploitative or anything. It it just feels mm-hmm. like, you know, that's that's part of the life they are. I won't really give spoilers towards the end, but it's not an explosive ending. It's more about like the themes of the book uh like the mother and daughter relationship is probably the 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 heart of it yeah because the mother is trying to begin a life as her own person who is now no longer a wife Mm -hmm. and the daughter's trying to get to know her as a woman but not as her mother if that makes sense but she's also trying to find her own place like this is the first time she's lived away from home Herself. Yeah, her mother's just especially that posture. You take it into consideration the way that they live and the yeah um, hierarchical nature of their society. Right. So they they do get on pretty well. It's not she's not like that nagging mother or any time mm. where she does, it's kind of played off as comedy. There's but out there, the women are very much homestead, aren't they? Uh, um, well, the mother certainly is in this case. You know, not that her purpose was her husband, but she had a role. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you suddenly have that purpose taken away from you, plus losing the person that gave that purpose. Must be like a massive central theme of it, I would. Yeah, absolutely. And it does play out quite nicely. And there's there's even moments where the daughter realises that the mother is doing better than she is. Like, she's starting to have hobbies in her life and she's sort of yeah, that's cool. not necessarily right. stuck, but that she's dealing with her own depression. And yeah. It, it, it's that fine line of solitude and loneliness that mm. characters tend, which is which is what I really like about it. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth a read if you like. Uh, I guess mm-hmm. your dramas. Yeah, it's one of my. This is probably my favorite of her. Like I said, um, I did a bit of research, and it's quite interesting. Like the title, Moshi Moshi, it's it's sort of a double play in this, I suppose, because it's it's how you answer the phone initially. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of loosely translates to I'm listening, I'm speaking. Yeah. But it, there's like a folklore behind it that ghosts or spirits can't say mushy mushy. So when you're saying mushy mushy, you're basically saying, I'm, I'm a real person, I'm not a ghost. Yeah. And it's kind yeah. of down in time for that, which has a, a nice play in this book, obviously, because, yeah. um, you know, the, she's always kind of looking for her father's phone as a way of closure and uh, the semi-real, semi-metaphorical haunting of her, yeah. her father. Um, wicked. Yeah, it, it, it's strange that it's, it can float around that melancholy world so much, but be such an enjoy to read. And it mm-hmm. never really feels heavy. Um, I guess they're always, you always kind of feel or know that they're going to come out brighter just because of the yeah. way it's written. Yeah, that's kind of 
most I have to write about that. I, I really enjoyed this one. This is like a... Um, well, it certainly sounds good. I read a book that sounds kind of similar to that, but I don't know if I've got it here. Um, I think it's called Tokyo Junction. Mm. And that was about a homeless guy or a guy that... A family man who gets sacked from his job and loses all purpose in life. Mm. Um, so he deserts the family and goes and becomes a homeless person in a park in Tokyo. And it's just about class and right. Uh, that's it's quite good. It's, it's, yeah, it's very good. Oh, no, oh, maybe it was Onio Station or something like that. Okay, but yeah. yeah. But I like that slow pace, that sort of. And it's nice to be spend time in another, in that sort of culture. You know I mean? Yeah, she does. She does. She does a pretty good job of of making you know that mm. Japan. Sometimes I don't know if you ever read books that are, you know, you forget that you're in another country and you just, um, you're just picturing America. Sometimes, yeah. even yeah. when yeah. Told yeah. You yeah. Case, the description isn't enough to spread you out. Mm. That's that's something she's pretty good at. Is you know, yeah. painting her hometown, I suppose. Yeah, no, I, I do like books where they can paint a good atmosphere and put you, really ground you in the environment that the, the narrative's being told in. Mm. Uh, Stephen King does that relatively well, but it's America, so you kind of, probably he is the person that I base all of my scenarios on for other books that I read because I've read so many of his. listening i hope you enjoyed join us again next episode and until then support your local bookstore and have a great day